Good morning, everyone. Today is the sixth day of Teves, and we are learning in chapter number seven, the middle of chapter number seven. We're learning the idea about... Yesterday we learned about the idea of doing a permissible act with a non-permissible intention. Would be eating kosher food gluttonously, and so on and so forth. It brings the food down and descends into the impure three klipot from klipas noga, but it's easily extractable from the klipot, the effect on the energy that it goes into the klipot by having the positive intention later on, of later on eating something for a positive reason to serve God. And then we explained, on the other hand, when a person does an actual sin, eat something non-kosher, which is from the three impure klipot, they can only be elevated from the impurity through a tshuva, such a high-level repentance of love that transforms the goodness, the, the sin, into into a mitzvah. Or when the shiach comes and, and, and destroys all evil. In today's Tanya, we're learning about the idea of the sin of wasteful omission. Um, in a way, it's more grave sin than other forbidden relationships, but it's more easily atoned for than other types of um, forbidden relationships. Uh, one of the reasons is because there's no feminine partner. Um, so let's, we'll, we'll get into that right now. So, so we learned yesterday that when a person has forbidden relations, you can only release the, the energy from the klipa through a tremendous repentance, tshuva, out of love. But, however, the vitality in the drops of semen that one issues wastefully, even though it has been degraded and incorporated in the three unclean klipot, because it's considered a sin. So it's not like a person does something that's permissible and does it with the wrong intention. This is a sin. Nevertheless, so normally you would need repentance out of love to extract it to the sin. Nevertheless, in this case, you could, you could bring out the, uh, the energy, could ascend from the klipa through repentance, and not, not the higher level repentance, regular repentance, but also an intense, intense concentration during reciting of the bedtime Shema. That's just known from the teaching of Rabbi Yitzchak, glory of blessed memory. It's also implied by the statement of the Talmud, he recites the Shema at bedtime as if he had has a double-edged sword. What does that mean, a double-edged sword? To slay the bodies of the extraneous forces of the klipa that became garments for the vitality in the drops of semen, and another edge by which the vitality ascends from the klipot. So one of them slays the actual body of the klipot, and one of them, the other side of the sword, makes the vitality ascend from the klipot, as is known to the students of the Kabbalah. And now because this sin is easy, more easier to repent for, therefore the sin of wasteful omission of semen is not mentioned in the Torah among the list of forbidden coalitions. In the book of Leviticus, it's not mentioned. Although it's mentioned in regards to the children of Yehuda, Aaron, Onan, they wasted their seed. And it, it was considered bad in the eyes of God. So 
it is considered a sin, but when it when it goes through all the forbidden relationships in, in Levit- Leviticus, it's not mentioned there. And also it's mentioned other places that a person shouldn't have um, improper thoughts during the day to lead them to impurities at night. But again, in Leviticus, when it, re- when it says all the different sins of immoral relationships, it doesn't mention that on the wasteful emission. Even though in one respect... It's worse than greater sin with regards to the amount, the enormity of impurity and then abundance of the impurity of the klipot that happens through the wasteful emission in a way even more than other forbidden coitions. In other words, by the quantity of klipot that that sin creates is even greater than other forbidden coitions. But in the other coitions, it is only that when measured qualitatively, this sin of wasteful omission is less. For in the case of the forbidden coitions, one contributes additional strength and vitality to even a most unclean quality level of the klipas is more, more potent, for which he is powerless to raise up the vitality by means of ordinary repentance. In the footnote, Al-Tareb explains why forbidden coitions require greater repentance than wasteful omission. The reason is that through the forbidden coitions, this, this vitality has been absorbed by the level of the female, of the isod element of the klipa, just like in the physical act, when there's a female partner, it receives the, the semen, so too, with the klipot, um, the element of the klipa is received by the female level of klipa, which receives and absorbs vitality from holiness, not so, so that makes it more difficult to extract and do repentance. Not so with wasteful emission of semen, where there is no female element of klipa. Only it's the klipa's powers and forces garb, in other words, encompass the vitality of the semen, as it's known to the student of the Kabbalah at the end of the note. So, again, when we're going back to, but a forbidden coition, in those cases, um, it's a greater quality of klipa, more intense. So it cannot come out, the klipas cannot be elevated through regular tshuva, unless, as we said in la- earlier, unless he repents with such a great love that his willful wrongs are transformed into merits. Since the sin of wasteful omission of semen can be rectified even without repentance out of love, the Torah doesn't include the sin with other forbidden coitions. And now, from the above explanation, we understand that um, that, that from the above explanation that the vitality of forbidden coitions can be released through repentance out of love. In other words, even when there's a forbidden coition, if you have tremendous love of tshuva, of love, we can release the energy from the klipot. We'll understand the sages' statement of our sages, which is a fault that cannot be rectified if someone has an incestuous intercourse and in giving birth to a bastard, to a mamzer. Why? Why is that even worse than a regular forbidden coition? Once the baby was born, for then, once the bastard is born, through the sinners, though the sinner undertakes such a great repentance out of love to release the klipot, he cannot cause the vitality to ascend to sanctity. Why? Since it is already descended into this world and has been clothed in a body of flesh and blood. So that's the conclusion of today's Tanya. So the bottom line 
is that nothing stands before repentance. There's obviously different degrees of repentance. And by learning the Tanya, it allows someone to recognize there's nothing that stands before tshuva. And regardless of if, it's, if it's an easier tshuva, more, more complicated tshuva, the fact is that anything that was done, we could always move forward and start a new page. And Hashem, beloved by Hashem, just like before, and even greater than before, because the Baal Tshuva is higher than the Tzaddik. And in fact, Tshuva brings the Gula, the redemption. As Maimonides says at the end of the exile, the Jews will do Tshuva, and Mashiach will come. And as the previous Rebbe and the Rebbe have told us, that every Jew has already had a thought of Tshuva, and that's enough to consider every Jew a penitent, and therefore Mashiach is ready to come. May come speedily now, today. Amen. Have a wonderful day.